Welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast, presented by Social Media Today, where we talk to brands you know and love who are laser-focused on using social media to deliver amazing customer experiences. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dan Gingas and Dan Moriarty. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Focus on Customer Service podcast. This is Dan Gingas, one half of the Dan and Dan show. Unfortunately, English Dan can't be with us, but we are recording live from Social Media Marketing World, and I'm so excited to have Madeline Amon, who is the social media strategist for Duke Energy here on the show today. Welcome, Madeline. Hi, Dan. Welcome. Um, I'm excited to be here. Um, happy to be in San Diego. Uh, San Diego is definitely a nice place to be in the middle of April. The weather is absolutely gorgeous. It's sunny. But we are inside and we're recording a podcast and very excited to have you. Tell us a little bit about Duke Energy. You're definitely the first utility that we've had on the podcast. So tell us a little bit about what you guys do. Sure thing. So Duke Energy is the largest utility in the country. We serve six states that ranges from the Midwest all the way down to Florida. And um, we have about 7.2 million meters, which would we, we would equate to about 25 million customers. Um, and so it's a very interesting space to be in, especially with customer care. We're a regulated monopoly, which makes us a very unique <laughs> brand. There's a lot of challenges that come with that. We are also the first brand that we've had on that doesn't have any competitors, so that's really cool. <laughs> so tell us then a little bit about you, how you got to Duke Energy, and then what does your organization look like there? Sure. So um, my background was with agencies. At some point, I just really wanted to work on one client, and so I started looking, at, and Duke Energy was just a great opportunity. They were starting their customer care program, so they kind of dipped their toes in it. So when I came on, it was just a great challenge to figure out how are we going to scale this, where are we going to go. And so I've been there for about two years now, and we are getting it all figured out, which has been really exciting. And so customer care, I think, started on accident. And in 2011, we had a utility page that was just promoting energy efficiency tips and what you should do and kind of did you know type things. And what we didn't expect is all the customers that would come back at us. And so it's kind of, we have a great analogy that it's kind of like having a baby and it's all cute and you can control it and you know what's happening. And then all of a sudden they start growing up and they start talking back. And that's what was happening with our customers. And so we had to stop and say, what are we going to do with this? How are we going to handle this? And so um, when I came in, we had just onboarded a platform tool. And so we had to figure out how we're going to integrate this, how are we going to work with our customer service call centers, where are we going to get the information we need and how are we going to serve our customers in a really seamless way that would mirror the call centers. And so that's been an interesting challenge to figure out. I'm really glad you said that because one of the reasons that we started this customer service track at Social Media Marketing World was really to make marketers more aware of the fact that they have to be interested in customer service whether they want to or not because when marketers post stuff, people respond back with customer service inquiries. Sometimes we think that if we're posting about baseball, that the only thing that people are going to talk about is baseball. But sometimes they come back at you with a question about cooking. And you've got to be ready for that. And so one of the things that we always advise is that the marketing department and the customer service department are really well integrated. And sometimes that doesn't happen in social media. So Tell me about how your social care group fits within the rest of customer service and the people that you bring on to the team. Are they people that came from the phones or are they specific to social media? That's a great question. So we're actually organized um, 
So we have uh, half our team is under digital strategy and customer experience, and then we sit with corporate communications. So we're co-located together, which has been very helpful, so we know exactly kind of what's happening in both realms, and they are learning kind of how customer interactions are happening, and we can share. So I think when we first started, we thought, oh, well, you guys will do, go do corporate communications, and we'll go do customer, and it's going to be fine. And we quickly realized it's not that black and white. And so we, we needed to play nice in the sandbox and figure out how we were going to do that, because things can change um, really quickly. A, a customer interaction can become a brand reputation action very quickly. And so we share the channels that way. And then as far as kind of our organization, how we're growing, we're still technically in a pilot phase. We really want to take this slow and steady approach. And so we want to get it right so that when we start going public, we've had it figured out and we're not causing our customers any angst or it's a very seamless, happy experience. And so right now we're trying to figure out how we scale. So we're operating in corporate and we have tasked certain key members in our call centers who have kind of risen to the top and they know their jurisdictions very well. And so we're leaning on them for the process and the policy information and we're teaching them social. So for us, it was really important to have the knowledge about our program or about our company and our program. And then we are teaching them the social tools. And so we have a, an interesting screening process. So we really want to make sure that it's a passion of theirs and not forced on them. So we're looking for people who are in the call centers who really love to help no matter what channel it is, and then how do they fit into social? So is it, is it an interest of theirs, or do they just want to get off the phones? And so we have a, a vetting program that um, takes true interest, and then we look at those people and say, are you up for the challenge? It's very different. And so we're growing that way, and then we're trying to figure out, as we get bigger and bigger, how we start scaling up. And um, we're interesting company because we might not have volume all the time. So we're very weather-based. So if there's a storm, we need to ramp up really quickly and respond. But then if it's blue sky and the weather is good, we might not hear from a lot of people. And so that's another challenge of escalating quickly and then dropping back down. So we might not always need 100 responders, but when we do, we really do. That totally makes sense. So let's back up a second and talk a little bit about the types of inquiries that you get in social media. And then I always like to ask whether that differs by channel, because sometimes you get different questions in Facebook than you get in Twitter, for example. But what are people asking you guys? So we're getting a lot of help. I have a tree that's on a line. Can someone help me fix it? We're getting my bill was really high, or there's just bill confusion. We're getting, we've had some very interesting, you never know what to expect on social. But so we're getting a lot of bill inquiries, vegetation management, which is really important to our business, installation construction. We have small businesses that are writing in when they're experiencing issues. So with our channels, we actually see a difference in type of inquiries based on the social channel. So with Twitter, we see a lot of customer issues that are happening right then and there. And so we have a customer that's frustrated about a certain event that's, that's happening to them. They can't get through on the call center or... They're just frustrated for one reason or another. Facebook, we see a lot of escalated customer service issues that happened, and they're, they're coming to Facebook to vent about it. So we do see a difference there. 
And then also when a storm is happening, Twitter is usually where people are going to report their outages. When are they going to, when is my power coming back? What is the cause? Um, why don't I see any trucks outside? And then Facebook, so if it's been a, a prolonged outage, we'll start to see those customers that were tweeting us come to us on Facebook to write kind of longer form complaints. So it's just interesting. We, When we are in storm mode, we're learning that we have to deal with both of those very delicately and differently. That's really interesting. So Twitter, of course, has always been the real-time channel, so that totally makes sense. When the storm is happening, people go to Twitter. What I heard you say, though, about Facebook was that sometimes Facebook is a channel of maybe last resort instead of first resort. So I went to a different channel and had a problem. I didn't like the email or, I didn't, or the phone rep didn't help me or whatever. And so now I'm coming to Facebook. Are you seeing that difference in channel of first resort versus last resort? We actually have seen a shift. So that's something we're tracking. So we want to know our customers coming to us because they tried all these different channels and then they ended up with us. And we're starting to see, and we call them, we call them frequent flyers. So we see someone came to us as a last resort. They didn't think we were listening. We were, we made it better. And then they're coming to us again for a different issue. So we're starting to see repeat customers who are coming to us because we were able to serve them in the channel of their preference versus saying, go somewhere else. So we're seeing a lot of really positive um, results from that effort. I love that, that when social starts as a channel of last resort, but then you start to realize as a customer, hey, this is pretty easy and it's better than calling, and so now I'm going to use it as a first resort. Just to jump back, though, I'm, I'm, what I'm trying to get clarification on is, are you seeing a difference in channels that Facebook is sometimes, I thought I heard you say that Facebook is being used more for a channel of last resort, whereas Twitter's being used for first resort, and I hadn't heard that distinction before, which was interesting. I think it depends on the type of issue. So with outage, definitely. We definitely see outages our first resort, their Twitter, last resort is kind of a, a longer, prolonged outage. Facebook also is kind of more complex issues. So I think partly because of the nature of the channels. So Twitter is short, sorry, it's hard to communicate a, a big, complicated billing type issue. So we see those differences for sure. And are you guys doing anything like when a storm happens to push out messaging in order to either prevent inquiries or to answer them before people have them? Yep. So we're doing a lot of proactive outbound messaging. As soon as we know a storm's hitting one of our territories, we're pushing outage reporting information so that you can report your outage via your mobile app or you can report your outage calling a certain number. We also have text SMS options that they can sign up for. So that's a, real, a big priority of ours is can we predict what our customers will need, and can we get ahead of it and push it out to them so they don't have to tweet us because we've already given them the tools and the information that they need, and um, we found that to be very helpful. And we're also targeting certain territories that we know they're going to be impacted. We're pushing messaging just for those specific, that specific audience. And so we've seen really great results from doing that. I think people in those situations feel like we're there for them, we're prepared. I think it helps build confidence in our brand that we know what to expect and we, we're giving them the tools that they need in order to stay safe and be prepared. I think you guys have officially hit the, the next frontier, which is answering my question on Twitter before I even have a chance to tweet it, which is fantastic. So I want to shift a little bit to reporting. And, you know, I'm interested in knowing what is management interested in at Duke and what are they looking for? What are you responsible for in terms of KPIs? As far as reporting, since we are 
a bigger company that serves different jurisdictions, we have dug um, really deep into giving each of those jurisdictions information that's helpful for them. So I'm doing a lot of um, regional reporting and looking at trend lines. So we tag every single inbound message gets tagged with an issue type, and a category, uh, and that could be billing and payment and missing bill or outage restoration time. So we're tagging everything so that we can start to see, are there differences in our jurisdictions? Do we see that there's priorities in certain jurisdictions over others? So maybe our Florida customers are really concerned with tree trimming. Like they, they would like us to treat or trim their trees, and then maybe the Carolinas is different in its aesthetics, and people are very concerned with how we trim their trees. And so we're taking that knowledge, and we're able to insert it into different operational organizations and actually make changes. So that's been really exciting to see with reporting is that we often know some things are broken before anyone else in the company does because we're hearing on Twitter, we're tagging it, we're watching reporting all the time. And so we're able to say like, you know what, this we are, we've seen an uptick in website issues in this jurisdiction. Let's go contact the website team and see, is there something happening? And oftentimes we make the connection, oh, yep, there isn't, there isn't an issue. Now let's communicate back to those customers that We'll have it fixed in X amount of hours or the known issue and we're working on it. And so we're able to provide a lot of operational intelligence through reporting our social media kind of interactions. And it sounds like it's not just reporting, but it's actually trying to get to the root cause of what is causing the inquiries and getting back to that team in order to fix the problem. Yeah, I think customer satisfaction is very important to us. And so we want to improve the experience for a customer or whatever that may be. And so if we can pick up on an issue, get it fixed, and let that customer know we heard you and we were on it, it makes a big difference. I think that we're seeing customers notice that and, and thank us for that, which is it's just, it's very fulfilling. It's a great feeling when you make a customer happy in any channel. We are talking with Madeline Amon, who is the social media strategist at Duke Energy, and we are recording live at Social Media Marketing World. And Madeline, you mentioned before that you work for a monopoly. And I'm interested in knowing, because that is the first of its kind that we've had on the podcast, whether you look to other utility companies throughout the country and even are able to talk with them about their strategies for social care, do you have that unique advantage that you can actually talk to people in the same industry because you're not competitors? Yeah, so we're a regulated monopoly. I'll point that out. And it's a really wonderful space to be in because you said it, we're not competing for customers. And so we're able to have a lot of transparency between other utilities. And so we're constantly learning from them. And there's just a very a nice kind of shared learning environment that we're in. And so we have utility kind of roundtables very often. We're sharing, here's what's working for us, um, especially during storm mode. We've all been there. We're all, like, storms are not an if, it's a win. And so we get it. We're very understanding that we know how it can be, especially in the social space. And so we have learned a lot from our peers, and we're, we're very open to sharing that information. And it's, it's a great space to be in. That's awesome. Well, we always like to end with uh, two questions, the first of which is for you to tell us about a particularly memorable interaction with a customer. We who do this for a living have had thousands of interactions, right? But there's always that couple that kind of stand out as ones that you remember for one reason or another, and we're hoping you might be able to share one with us. Uh, Sure. So I think this was right in the very beginning when I started, and it 
We had a young woman who posted on our wall that there was an issue with her account that was causing her to not be able to get a student loan to finish out med school. And so we picked up on that instantly and looked into it and figured it out and realized what the glitch was. And we were able to help her in a very stressful situation, stressful time. We would never want to do that for our customers. And so it was very fulfilling to see the issue, fix it, and then let her know, you're going to be fine and don't worry about this. We're going to take care of it. Contributing to the higher education of one of your customers. That's awesome. And then also, you guys are still like somewhat new at this, but what do you know today that you wish you knew at the beginning? Or what would you advise somebody who tomorrow is starting a social care program? I think when we started into this, we were really looking for that blueprint. We wanted to know exactly where are we going, what should we do, what are the steps. And now, being in the space for a while, you realize there is no blueprint. No one has it figured out. We're all learning this together and that it's a day-by-day kind of trial by error. And so I think we're learning a lot and we're figuring it out. And I would tell myself, if I could go back in time, is that there is no right way. There's just what's right for you. And so we have really figured out, like, what does our company want to do with customer care and how do we want to help our customers? And that has helped us be more flexible and um, try different things and be more creative with this process versus just saying, right, what is everyone else doing? How are we going to do this? Let's go. We're really open to learning and sharing and shifting and kind of being fluid with all of it. I think that's great advice. I always like to say that I don't believe there's any such thing as a social media expert because social media changes on almost a daily basis. The platforms introduce new functionality. They zig when we zag. And so um, to become an expert is almost impossible because as soon as you are an expert, your knowledge is now out of date. So I love that advice uh, that you gave us. Well, thank you so much, Madeline, for being on the podcast. And I want to remind our listeners that if you have a brand that you'd like to see on the Focus on Customer Service podcast, please tweet at us using our hashtag FOCS. It stands for Focus on Customer Service. We love to hear from listeners who have had great experiences with a brand on any social channel, and we'll reach out to that brand and try to get them on a future episode. Madeline, thank you very, very much for being with us today. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure to, to talk to you. And thanks to our listeners for tuning in. We really appreciate it. We appreciate you. Please, if you can, uh, go and review us on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud so that others can hear about us. And we will see you next time on the Focus on Customer Service podcast. Thanks for listening to the Focus on Customer Service podcast presented by Social Media Today. Be sure to tweet your thoughts and nominations for other brands to be featured using hashtag FOCS and follow Dan and Dan on Twitter at DGingus and at I am Dan Moriarty. See you next time.